0: What's up guys, this is Rustin Klafka of Peak Movement and you are listening to the Purposeful Reps Podcast sponsored by Monomyth Coffee here in Lubbock, Texas. Here on the Purposeful Reps Podcast, we explore the world of student athletes and empower parents to be champions for their kids. After several years of working in organized sports and coaching in the private training sector, we have discovered there are things that go unsaid, topics undiscussed, And when they are discussed, nobody says the truth. So, we're gonna give it to you uh, unfiltered and honest from our perspective and our take and our experience. So we just Just jump
1: into it? Yeah, all right.
0: This is uh, the first inaugural episode of Whatever this Whatever it is going to be called, to be named at a later date. Uh, I'm Rustin. Cade. We are both in this coaching game together. Yeah. Uh, I opened a gym after coaching some high school
1: track for a while. Cade. Uh, Your collegiate level D two here in yeah. Lubbock uh, for about three years full time, five six total, and now doing private similar to what you're doing just on a smaller scale and a lot of remote training
0: right yeah, yeah. athletes
1: athletes and gin pop nutrition oh nice okay um but bread and butter what I'm good at athletes, athletes. for sure yeah, yeah. Athletic. what I think I'm good at I don't know if I'm actually right. good at it but um, so yeah shout out to our sponsor Monomith. this is their new logo so you guys need to swing by downtown Lubbock near Tech campus I think best coffee in Lubbock no doubt Hands down, best coffee love Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trent and Randall are awesome. The owners. They, I went to Randall. and I said, "I don't really love coffee, but I love espresso." I don't know if I've told you this story. No. And he uh, he was like, "Okay, give me a minute," and came back and was like, "Try this," and now it's iced <laughs> latte. No. It's been so long since I ordered one. Iced espresso with oat milk, latte. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my go-to.
0: Love it. Yeah.
1: So thanks, Monomith, for being part of our show. Appreciate it. Hopefully, it's worth being part of. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, so I think we really what kind of birthed this idea was some of the things we see locally, and we're not here to bash or call out people in a negative light. We want to educate athletes, parents, and anybody who's interested in this field from young coaches. To sport coaches, um, I think how our field can complement a team, and also be long-term where athletes are healthy after they're done competing.
0: Yeah, I've had enough conversations with with you and then with other coaches uh, that are in the same space we're at. That there, I think the I think the trend right now maybe uh, is going in a direction, or is already headed in a direction, pretty heavy. That's not healthy for Anybody, Athletes or parents. And so I think you're talking about education. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think parents need the education. I think athletes, when they come in with us and then we train with you, they get educated. But then they have to, if they don't have parents or coaches that are educated, they're at the will of people in authority or leadership.
1: Right. And that's probably harder at the high school level. Because I think, you know, seeing the college level, athletes have some freedom to an extent to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. Can I do something else? But 14, 15, even 18-year-old kids, you're not gonna tell your coach that. And yep. so trying to learn how to navigate that, I think, could be really important. And, and how does that help post? Because not everybody's gonna play college sports. Right. So how do we teach that in a way that's healthy, where exercise is fruitful after competition and helps long-term?
0: yeah so do you think so let's uh, how do you feel about this uh, what, what are what are you like your top 3 to 20 things that you would tell a parent for, that has a high school athlete um, that wants to go and play in college so a high school athlete who has dreams of playing at the next mm. level um, what what advice would you give Parents, because the athlete's going to want to do whatever somebody on Instagram says is awesome, or they read the Kobe Bryant Mamba Mentality book, or you know whatever. Yeah, the
1: three AM workouts, the three sessions a day. Yeah, I think that's where parents really need to step in and be a champion for their kids, and have that education to look at something and say, "No, our kids don't be don't need to be running twenty one tens after a football practice." (laughs) You know, you don't need – you shouldn't need six gassers at the yeah. end of a practice or eight sweet 16s to finish the day yeah. to be, quote, unquote, in shape. Hmm. And so I think having – giving parents that education on what what is something to look for, both good and bad. And then I think, too, helping parents understand the idea of global volume, global load and understanding that. explain global? global Yeah, sure, yeah. So it's everything that your body takes on from academic stress to high school kids figuring out their hormones, to what they're doing in the weight room, to what they're doing at their practices, and then add their own private skill work, those extra lifts, relationships, you know, anything that, that contributes or takes away from that person as a whole, it all matters. And so that's why you see those studies that come out about uh, injury rates go up during midterms and final times at the college level because yeah. that stress is high and those sleep levels usually drop as well. And so understanding all of that impacts an athlete's ability to perform and be healthy. My question for you is, <laughs> because I've never done the high school level, especially yeah. not on a large scale. I've done one-on-ones here and there, small groups. Yeah. What's the biggest missing piece that you see, let's say from a school setting, because it's hard to pick out individual kids. What do most schools miss in their training when those coaches are doing their best with what they have and the resources they have and the knowledge they have? What are they missing?
0: Uh, It's hard to say they're missing one thing. They're missing a lot, but I would say at the high school level, probably the thing that gets – missed the most frequently or it's that's easiest to miss is it's just a health is a good approach, a healthy approach mm-hmm. to uh, lifting in general. Okay. So from my experience and talking to other coaches that are still in high school coaching, most high schools hand off strength conditioning to a coach. Like it's just part of their coaching duties. Right. Right. So like you get hired as a High school assistant football, and you're coaching uh, defensive line, right? right. You're coaching the old line, and so now you also part of your duties is to write strength and conditioning programming for the boys' program, sure. right? So smaller schools, it's like boys' program, and so I think there's a lack of of education on the coaches' front and development on the coaches' front, and then they just they don't seek out experts very well. So maybe that's what's missing yeah. the most. Is there? There's a. I don't want. I don't know if I want to say unwillingness, but at some point unwillingness, and then at other points they just they don't have it in the budget or whatever it may be. But they don't they don't seek out people that know how to program for volume, gotcha. and reps, and intensity and okay. all of it. And well, so, let's.
1: Do you want to dive into that? Let's make this episode about that because. Okay. I think when you look at coaching landscape, there's yep. coaching school in the summer. Yep. There's no formal, in the state of Texas, no formal continuing education, to my knowledge, that's required other than being employed.
0: Okay.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know. But, like, for me, I have to yeah. continue to do my, you know, right. continuing education credits and everything. Yeah. So wh- why is it that we'll dive into schemes and we'll dive into, you know, zone versus man versus full court press for the entire game <laughs> yep. but we don't ever invest that time we globally as coaches we don't invest that time into either hiring somebody who has done those things for strength conditioning yep. or we don't do it ourselves and dive in and say this is important how do we get better at it right like, what's that hindrance what are those hindrances? Are you asking me what the hindrances Yeah, yeah.
0: And you can... Um, so, yeah. So, I've seen a couple... So, I'll speak from my experience only. So, I'll, I'll disregard all other people I've talked to. Yeah. So, that way, it's not secondhand. So, my experience has been a couple of things. One, I've worked with coaches who are really good yes. at acquiring knowledge and bouncing stuff off of me and other coaches and... Like, we had a, a girls basketball coach where I was at who walked in and within the first week met with me and said, hey, this is what I want to do, this is how I want to play, this is what kind of shape we need to be in by this date, and then we need to be able to be here at this date, mm-hmm. and then we mapped it out, yeah. planned it out. Great. It was awesome. He was open to whatever. If there was anything that he didn't really like, he threw it out right from the get-go. Right, like, Hey, I don't like these movements. I'm not a big deadlift guy. I don't like... And so we talked through those things. Sure. Awesome. Um, So for him, there was no hindrance. And then I've also been around other coaches who they want complete control of the program. So they're head coach. They want control of the weight room, even if they don't know what they're doing in the weight room. right? And so they just do what has been done before or what they think is good. Right, which may not be bad or good, it's just stuff. Yeah, and it's what they know. And it's what they know, and so what they know is part of that. And so for them to give up control, I think, is a big – for head coaches, it's really hard. And I get it, because I've been a head coach of a track program, and if you were to tell me, hey, you're not going to program the weight room workouts for track, um, whoever, the tennis coach is going to do it, because they have a degree in exercise sports science. Sure. Uh, they're going to do it great yeah that would that would be really tough yeah um but if somebody said hey you're gonna uh you're the girls track coach and um you're not gonna write tennis workouts anymore the tennis coach is gonna do that i would probably be a little more okay with that does that make sense like so there's a
1: you want control of your program.
0: You definitely want control of your program, and sometimes that need to control and the fear of, what if this doesn't work, I think can get the best. Yeah. So there's a lot. there may be some trust issues built into allowing somebody to
1: take on athletes. So with that coach, the, the basketball coach, I think, yeah. you who know, that communication was, here's what I like, here's yeah. where we need to be. Do Jeez. you feel like that created a open avenue for you to be a little bit more transparent and like hey what do you think about this you know instead of because that's something I've struggled with when a coach tells me we're going to do this this and this yeah, I tend to be a little bit more proud and be like almost resist that <laughs> yeah. you know and that's yeah, not that's good and that's a yeah. character flaw of mine but I've had coaches Steve Gomez like yeah. I think the best coach best leader I've ever been around yeah. who has got we got to a point together where he was like I believe in what you're doing go and do it and then I would ask that would create that trust of hey I'm on the fence about this lift this day how's it going to affect the girls so is that kind of your experience or was it something different Um.
0: yeah I think so from the get go we it was more of a discussion of like hey I have this stuff I have this stuff we do for he had stuff that he did for his girls for ankles and some mobility stuff that I still use in here that Mm -hmm. I Stole from him that he got from a coach in California. Cool. He, would, he was really good and still is really good from what I know about, like, reaching out. He'll see somebody doing something, and he just emails them. He'll email them, find their contact. That's awesome. Hey, you're doing this stuff. Why don't you do that? It yeah. looks interesting. Um, so he he's a knowledge seeker, which I think probably opened me up to trusting more easily. Mm. And then our conversation probably spawned that trust a little bit more. And then we just... We adapted. Like, there was some stuff that he was, you know, hey, I really don't want to do this. And I I understood where he was coming from because he had good reasoning for it. It wasn't a, hey, I don't want to do RDLs because RDLs hurt everyone. You know, like, that's not a great reason to do RDLs. But his was actually, like, based in experience and science. And so for us, I think it it was more of a chill from the get-go. Yeah. And so the trust came. As the workouts came and the girls started progressing and moving well and looking good, and so seeing their progress between our collaboration, I think was was a big push for. Yeah, us. that's a
1: cool feeling too. Yeah. When the strength and conditioning complements practice. Yeah. And then when the time of year is right, those comp those practices complement the weight room. Yeah. You know, they almost flip priorities this quarter. The you yeah. know whatever they're competing, that's always number one. Yeah but the time of year. So in your transition to private practice, yeah, what is the dynamic with sport coaches now?
0: Do you reach um, out to
1: coaches? Do they reach out to you? Is there ever...
0: So I've never. have Am I going to say never? I can't recall. <laughs> I can't recall a coach reaching out to me. Okay. I've reached out to plenty. Okay. Because um, we have athletes from I don't know how many schools now. Uh, I mean, most of them are within the, you know, 50 miles of Lubbock, but yeah, I've reached out to coaches and had no response. That's the most popular. And okay. They just don't respond.
1: And what are you reaching out? Like, what, are you, what so do you, most what do you, what do reach
0: that? out or now I'll ask, I'll ask parents like, Hey, would you ask your coach for the programming for this fall? Mm. Right. So if a, if a kid walks in and they're a, let's say they're a basketball player, they're not doing anything in the fall and they're wanting to get you know, ready for season and they're going to, they want to do some stuff here. Um, it helps us a lot if we know what they do at school, because then we can adjust workouts here based off what they do at school. Okay. All right. We're not going to ask a high school coach, Hey, will you change Wednesday? Right. For Absolutely, us, because yeah. we're doing this on Tuesday. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so we'll adjust, which is great based off what they do. I just don't get responses. So when we, if I ask a coach, 90% of the time, I don't get a response. I have had some responses, and they'll send me what they're doing. It's great. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Whether it's bad, good, somewhere yeah. in between. Um, now, I've changed that, and I ask parents to ask them for it. Mm, okay. Then I get it more often, or the most popular is kids will just take a photo of the workout on their phone, and then they'll send it. But, yeah, coaches usually don't respond.
1: Okay. And we're not here to bash sport sucks. coaches. I feel like we need to say no. that. Because like, we've we both worked with great sport coaches. For sure. And maybe some bad ones. I've, I've just sure. been at the college level. <laughs> I feel like I've all the, most of the coaches I've worked with have been really good. Right. Yeah. And so we want to make sure we're not, we're not just here to bash sport coaches <laughs> because we have our faults and we are not great either at times. So I think that dynamic's interesting, though. Like that control aspect mm-hmm. because I struggle with that too. Yep. Um, you know, I've I've had I had a coach one time walk in and say, after Christmas break. So for those that don't know, at the college level, once finals get done, like first week of December, at least at the D2 level, now I can't speak to D1, but once finals hit, it's done. Yep. Those athletes can't really talk to them. They're not having anything that's organized, so they can't come to the hmm. weight room as a team. They can't do practice as a team. And so I had a coach come in and say, when we get back from Christmas break, we're going to do, you know, deadlift max, power clean max, bench press max, back squat max, and this conditioning test and slapped it on my desk. Okay. And I'm a young coach at this point, and I just knew, I was like, we're signing up for trouble. Yeah. And so that was the first time I ever told a coach, no, we're not doing that. And that didn't get me very far. And in hindsight, I probably should have handled it better. Yeah. But I think those are those dynamics that parents have to know as well as like, what is my kid doing at school? Because, and we've seen it all over the place. I have, yeah. I've had a, a couple of parents reach out and say, hey, our coaches are telling our kids, go somewhere else because I don't know what's best for you. Wow. That humility is impressive. That's really nice, yeah. But also, somebody is putting them in that position to have to say, you need to go somewhere else. I don't know what's yeah. best. And so, we've talked about this for like months. Like, how does how do we educate parents and I think really this fly is really (laughs) hanging out I must know better Uh, how do we (laughs) well I mean how do we educate parents I think that's what it boils down to is how do we how do we teach parents to either look at a program or look at their kid and say we need to maybe reconsider or maybe we need to intervene I don't know because I have a two year old so yeah. he's not doing anything other than yeah. playing and throwing toys and jumping off of stuff. So, yeah. so I think that is important for us. And yeah, I'm parents, just deferring to you because.
0: Yeah, parents have done it. I mean, I'm a. Yeah, so I've, I've worked with a lot of parents uh, for a good number of years now. But, and now that I'm a parent of a high school freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out, Kai. Shout out, Kai. Yeah, luckily. Um, we do, the gym does the programming for their school. So that's kind okay. of nice. So that's not a worry. But before we didn't, um, and yeah, it's tough, man. Cause it's, it's tough when you, when you have the knowledge, uh, to hear your kid come home and say they did, uh, five sets of 10 on bench press as fast as they could, right? In a workout as a seventh grader.
1: And never been taught. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Just So it's there. just barbell bench, but yeah. it's like
0: for yeah. So I mean, it's stuff like that, and you're like, what in the world is going on? Um, yeah so I've been there. So, and I, and I've had these conversations with parents. the The hard part is parents. I think are kind of at a. I mean, it's a roadblock. Like they mm-hmm. can't. You know, it's either move your kids to a different school, which I think is sometimes a great decision. Um, Sometimes it can't be possible, right? yeah Because you live in the town where right. you're going to school, and then I think the other side of it is parents have to. I think you said it in the intro is they kind of have to be a champion for their kid. So they have to at some point fight for their kid if they know that something's not great, yeah. right? And that and I've had those conversations with coaches when I wasn't a coach anymore. And so okay. I've had a conversation with a coach where I asked for programming um, because I wanted Kai to do some stuff here, but it, it was going to be basic stuff that they normally miss at high schools because you're constricted to a certain amount of time. And so we're going to hit hips and ankles and some other stuff a little better because um, he's growing like crazy. And so I asked, and no response, no response, no response. And I finally just said, hey, I really need this. Yeah, Can I just come up and grab it from you? Um, and it was almost like this, you know, you can read into text, but it was a very, like, direct text of, well, I'll get it to you today. Here's what we do. And it was, like, in one text what they do for the rest of the spring. So you can imagine what it was, right? Mm-hmm. It was, like, Mondays we do this, Tuesdays yeah. we do this, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. And probably
1: yeah. upper body, lower body, yeah, upper yeah. body, core, you know. I don't even know if there's core in there. Oh, well, that's but a whole other like, conversation, there's, but... There's
0: a there's a speed day in there. Um, but, yeah, and so it, it, it's hard. And so that, I mean, for us, that was like a, okay, we got to find him somewhere or he's going to get something
1: yeah. that's better. Or at least just the transparency.
0: Of, yeah. I'm saying because what I took from that, and I knew other coaches on staff, and I asked them, um, and I won't say what their response was because people probably know the school I'm talking about, but uh, – my assumption was he didn't have a clue what they were doing
1: mm-hmm.
0: right like he doesn't have the programming done for the month or the week and so they're making it up when they go in so they're walking in on monday and saying well, we're doing upper body let's do let's do incline bench let's do bench Yeah. let's do national you know, national chess day on monday right and so like it's it's one of those situations where there's a lot of winging it happening sometimes and so that's the danger that I warn parents about now is if you ask for programming, here's here's the response possibilities. You're gonna get a response, you're gonna get programming. Yeah, I'll send it to you, here's an email. Or you're gonna get no I'd rather not share it, which is fine because that's happened to you. Or they're they're gonna say they don't have it or they can't send it because they literally don't have it written. Yeah. Right.
1: Or I haven't thought about it. Right. Because I was Because 'Cause you're a big you you program in big chunks what big we call chunks, macro yeah. programs or we, you know whatever yep. however you yes. want to say it but and i'm very much the opposite okay so i will nice. have a plan in place for four six eight weeks Yep. but i will do it in well, one week at a time Yep. see how it goes adjust yeah and then so i'm thinking about the next three four five yeah, weeks nice. but i've kind of changed it i'm going to say on the fly it's not
0: truly on the fly. it's not
1: the day you know right. as we're walking in it's yeah okay we finished that session that didn't go as i thought it was going to yeah let's change it up for next week yeah as we progress and so yeah in those coaches defense i'm very much like a kind of week to week yeah but hey we're gonna do this for four to six weeks and see where we're at right and i don't know about you i don't know if we'll have anybody listen to this but <laughs> if parents do listen to it i'm very much open to like you can just send me an email or text it to me yeah And I'll look at it and give you my thoughts for your kid because ultimately that's what it's about. Like it's not about getting more clients or getting more kids in the door. It's for me, it's about this podcast is about our conversations are about making sure kids are taken care of and and really developing as a whole person, not just an athlete.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in in defense of the high school coaches, because I've been one, is like sometimes you are fried by the time you get to making a weight room workout, yeah. you know, and so the old, like, the old workout, that tried and true is what you're going to go with because you don't have the energy or the mental power anymore after a week of football practices and being yeah.
1: up in the school seven
0: days a week. Right, you've been there so for
1: 80 hours a week, 90 yeah. hours a week, and now you want to do strength conditioning on top of that. I can imagine yeah. being like, that's the last thing on my mind. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You yeah. know, especially yeah, when you start film, you need to watch. Yeah, it.
1: you got film, and you got you got to work on what you're gonna do for indie, and then you, you also have to have a life. You know, if you're married, if you have kids, and you got to eat, and you got to sleep at some point. Yeah. So all of those things affect that, and so there's a reason I don't want to do sport coaching. It's for that reason. Like I. Yeah, it's a grind. It's it's tough, and it's I think it's rewarding, but man, like that's something. I've had people ask me about high school, and you know, I've interviewed for jobs. And they're like, you know, you can do football, and I'm like, I just, I don't want to. Like, I yeah. don't want to do 90 hours and, and yeah, film and, yeah. and and I'm not great at it, so yeah. I want to be at least see my semi decent whatever I'm doing. Yeah. So
0: I had a guy say we were at a like a conference event, and one of the speakers he was talking. About, he had released his, he had written I don't know like five or six books, but he's talking about his first book he released getting like all sorts of backlash Mm. and a really good friend of his who's a musician called him said hey man read your book really loved it people are gonna hate it he said just wanted to give you this advice he said yeah what is it he said fives and ones he's like fives and ones he's like yeah you know what five stars or one star because fives and ones are better than a shitload of threes (laughs) That's it, true. I was just like, okay, that's good, yeah, because you don't want to be anywhere in the middle, because then you're just, I think, pleasing people. Yeah. Like, it really good, right? I It's yeah.
1: it Either love or hate. What'd so I was listening to, I listen to a lot of like Barstool yep. and stuff that has branched from Barstool. Okay. Uh, Busting with the boys, they do top three. They do their three tiers, and they do different things like okay. chips. You know what are your top three chips basically <laughs> tier okay. one tier two tier three, okay. so I kind of wanted to take that idea and twist it to where we're not ranking things necessarily. You don't want okay. do it. to just steal their what they're doing, but I thought about this on the way over here. Strength conditioning coach, as that's your profession. Okay. Somebody tells you for the rest of your career you can only program three movements. Oh gosh. And it does that doesn't include. Anything you can do on a field, so like jumping, sprinting, bounding, landing, all There's of that. Something is in take. your hand. Something in your hand. Something okay. with an implement of some sort. What are you choosing? And I have thought, I asked this question Boy. myself, but I didn't wanna. I didn't wanna try to flush what, it out without talking to you. My, I can think of
0: what I'm not choosing really fast. What I'm choosing is really tough. What, what are you not choosing fast. that I'm people fast may think bench press? Yeah, I'm not choosing bench. Me either. Probably not choosing cleans.
1: You're okay, that was, that was on my <laughs> list of, like, this may be one of mine that I chose. Uh,
0: we did Turkish get-ups today, and I'm really leaning towards a get-up, because I really think they're uh, is that underrated. Recent, is it recency bias? Maybe, okay. maybe so, yeah. All right, so Turkish get-up. Get um, this is going to change in, like, a month, I guarantee it. Oh, 100%. It. Well, listen,
1: back I'm trying listen to think, think of of That what, was
0: terrible. Gosh, what else would we want to do? That's... And you can Something give your
1: give you justification too, like, why, why Turkish get-up, you know, if that helps people understand why you're choosing. Okay.
0: That. Yeah, I like, I like get-ups because for younger, well, I was going to say younger athletes, but any athlete that we've had come in, whether they're uh, the most experienced and the most athletic to the least athletic in terms of how they move, um, the get-up is always challenging. Mm-hmm. It also reveals weaknesses pretty quickly. Yeah. Which I really like. So I like movements that are um, that humble maybe. Yeah. Humble's a weird word, but it yeah. just opens athletes' eyes. Like the kid that was in there today, say, moving from the dumbbell to the barbell and trying to do it at Huge. the same weight he couldn't do it. Yeah. He's like, I can't do this. Like and so he was like baffled that he couldn't do it at the same weight. Right. But it's just, you know, to him it's the same weight. Mm-hmm. So that's very different though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll go with those for today and then, gosh, I got to pick two others. Uh, I'm trying to think like a lower body now.
1: Um, I'll give you one of mine. Okay. I'll give you some time. So my go-to, my favorite movement that you can do in the weight room, rear foot elevated split squat. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because you can load it, dumbbell, barbell, goblet two dumbbells zercher front rack you, you know you can do it load it however you want to challenge that athlete yeah and then you can also shift that foot position to where maybe we're getting more posterior chain glute ham you know and if you have somebody that needs quad work then you shift that foot position yeah. you add the tempo and all that like yeah, yeah. you know you can do all that yeah. that is my favorite i think biggest bang for your buck that I've seen, especially mm. working with female athletes, yeah. that unilateral, that one leg at a time, controlling that weight, yeah. they hate it. Anytime they see it on the on the, sure. the plan, they know they're like, we don't want to do this again. Yeah. But it has yielded us a lot of really good and healthy athletes and mm. a lot of good adaptations. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's a program, not see one of that? my favorites to do, but.
0: huh, uh, Jake, the coach is here, that's his favorite movement. He's weird. He loves it. To do? (laughs) Huh? To do? Yeah. Oh, god. He loves it. He loves to do it heavy. He loves everything about it. it. (laughs) Jake, shout out to
1: you, but you're a psycho. Um, Okay, second movement. So get ups. Roof it elevated.
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I didn't get past that, to be honest with you.
0: I mean, I need a list. I'm like, I'm trying to scan Mm -hmm. out there on the board, but I can't read anything. It's too far away. Um... Trying to think of some of our go-tos that are steady in the programming. Rear elevated's in there. Um, variations of RDLs are in there. That was gonna be one of mine too. Yeah, RDL. I, I mean, I like RDLs. We'll, we'll do for RDL sure. and then we'll do landmine RDLs, or yep. like a deficit landmine RDL. Okay, I
1: see I haven't done a lot of deficit, um, landmine, yeah, but yeah. nothing. I um, see a lot of people doing it bilaterally too. Or like single
0: leg, so I should specify, like, I like single leg RDL better than just okay, Just a straight standard, up like, barbell straight RDL. Up, yeah, today we had RDLs, but it was a cross body dumbbell RDL. Okay. Which is a fun Getting variation. traverse plane work, love so, that trip or
1: transverse, I don't know. I'm not good with the planes, but so. diagonal, <laughs> oh, diagonal plane. We went across. Yeah, they were across uh, the midline. Yeah, we went right to left, left to right. Um, so that unilateral, you're kicking up the opposite leg to help with balance like you would a yeah. single leg RDL.
0: On what we did today? Yeah. No, huh? Okay. No. So they just have to shift... And they'll put a little more focus on that one hamstring. Okay. You can feel it kick in pretty quick. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, we'll say RDLs because you can do a thousand different things. We'll say single leg RDLs. Single legs. To be leg more specific, yeah.
1: Okay. I think my next one is, this may be a, a sleeper inverted row okay. over pull-up yeah. and chin-up. Oh okay, yeah. Because you can weight them to challenge yeah. any athlete. And, hmm. again, changing the foot position, elevated, you know, that presents an issue, uh, you know, for even some of the strongest guys that I've been around. Yeah. You throw a weight vest on or you add tempo to it. Yeah. It puts them in a tough spot. And But it's low risk, high reward, in my hmm. opinion. And you have so many athletes with either strength limitations or whatever with chin-ups and pull-ups, you spend so I have spent so much time trying to get them where they can do one without bands or a spotter or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's no really limitation outside of injury to an inverted row. Hmm. And I think it's one of my favorites for that reason. Yeah. Sleeper. I don't know. Turkish get up. I didn't, wasn't expecting that. I should have known that when I walked in here. and Those guys they were, were killing us. So yeah, yeah, they were killing it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can think of a third. I may have to come back to the third.
1: Okay. Turkish get ups, single, leg, single RDL. leg RDLs. So you hate upper body. That's what you're saying. I really like I really love shoulders. That's the problem. So the third one would be bicep curls. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody needs to do bicep curls. No, no them.
0: bicep curls. Uh, not that we don't do bicep curls because we
1: do. But no. That's probably not a favorite. Yeah. And I think I probably should have asked the question better because if you only have to program these three things, you've got yeah, to hit the hard everything, part. right? Yeah. So. I guess three major movements, but, cause then you gotta think, like, do you do something pal-off, do you do, you know, four right, yeah. core, or do you, so, it wasn't a great question, but I thought it was fun it's to kinda, just <laughs> <laughs> wanna dive into. The, the
0: RKC plank is a really good. RKC plank, Yeah. okay, what is that? It's like a Russian kettlebell, so like, it's a plank, but, so there's no, so it's just a standard plank. Okay. Forearms, but instead of just holding plank, you try to pull the elbow and the toes together. So as soon as you try and pull elbow and toes together, then everything mm. squeezes and flexes. Okay. And so that that's a, we do that one quite a bit. when uh, We start throwing in some core as a variation for just a standard plank. But I don't know how I throw that in here, but it is really good. Because yeah. it's hard to do for longer than 30 seconds. Even for athletes that'll plank for five minutes. right? You make them flex everything in there. Pretty, pretty fast huh yeah it's fun I'm gonna have to add that one that's a good
1: one see that's what's fun about this you can talk to 100 coaches and you can pick up 200-300 yeah. new things if they're, which is fun to me you know what I mean I enjoy learning about that so well sweet thanks for having us in your place yeah your we'll, place get this, we'll get this dialed in yeah it'll be, it'll be awesome <laughs> I'm excited the,
0: t- the test run will be the test run yeah and we'll so, see how
1: it goes, and hopefully I don't eat this fly next next time we do this We'll try to keep the doors closed so flies get in. So, yeah, I think we covered a lot. Hopefully yeah. parents feel empowered. Hopefully we can start helping, like you said, off air, create conversations.
0: Yeah, I think the conversations and any kind of communication is great between private coaches, high school coaches. Right? Athletes, parents, all of it. The more you can talk through stuff, the better. Yeah. Because then there's no, it, it's harder to say no and it's also harder to To push it away. Mm-hmm. And I think the athletes deserve it. Yeah, Because they're the ones that are either getting better or not or you know at risk of injury or not. And so I think we have to make the effort for them to, because they work too hard and their dreams are too big for us to not make the effort to communicate. And coaches We're gonna aren't. Fail yeah, absolutely. Just the way a high school coach or a private coach is going to fail, just the way a parent's going to fail. I, I've apologized to my kids before for.
1: <laughs> I've, I've told. Perfectly. <laughs> especially so some of my baseball it's gonna guys. It's going to happen. Like, hey, three, four years ago, I was not a good coach. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I've learned and I'm sorry that I. 100%. F- what I was three years ago.
0: Yeah. But and you're doing the best you could three years ago with what you had.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah. And it's I just, think it's, it's not a competition. Coaching is. <laughs> yes, you're competing. Your team yeah. is competing. But if it's open dialogue like this, we're in the yeah. same space, in the same market, yeah. doing trying to do the same thing. But there's never once been any
0: yeah.
1: tension or animosity or any yeah. I would say anything negative. Like we're just working towards better athletes in this area. Yeah, because we have great athletes. Yeah, and get overlooked because we're not the metropolitan the area. Yeah. Yet. We have really good kids, and we have really, really good coaches who care about our kids. Yeah. So. All right. I agree. I think that's everything, Trent. Sweet. Thank you, Trent is my cousin, and apparently is just very has a good gift for cameras and mics, and he set up this whole shebang. So, thanks to you, I'm gonna give you love on that, and we will talk next week. Yeah. We got a we have a little list going. So we'll yeah. be a little bit more dialed in on what we're talking about next time. But so if
0: there's a topic anybody else wants, yeah.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. Let us know. I feel like you have a lot of athletes here who want, who may put in some topics.
0: They'll they'll freely give you plenty Good. of topics to discuss. Good.
1: Well, maybe if maybe the thing is that they present a topic, they gotta come be on the show <laughs> well, <don't> <laughs> if they want to. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. Cool. Way. Thanks, guys.